You're listening to the Story Shout Podcast, hosted by Kelsey Jones. We're a weekly podcast dedicated to destigmatizing failure and laughing at our normalcy. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this uh, new episode of Story Shout. You may be thinking, is that Kelsey? Does she have a cold? No, it is not. My name is Casey Markey. I have known Kelsey for years. Uh, we are very good friends. She is a fellow Kansan, so clearly we know she's good people. She was kind enough to ask me to kind of flip the script around, and we're going to interview her on what she is terrible at today. And the topic of that is Kelsey Jones sucks at finishing projects. And I know this is something most of us struggle with. So we're going to get into that today. So on this note, let's talk to our guest today. Introduce yourself, Kelsey. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Casey. Thank you so much for having me and for hosting. Making oh, absolutely. Job a little bit easier. Any excuse for me to get out of washing the dishes, because that's currently what I should be doing or anything mm. like that is good. And your podcast has been fantastic. You've had some great guests on it. You've had some very good attention from the podcast. I'm excited to participate, but I think everyone has questions. You know, what does you, what, again, what do you provide with regards to value to the audience here? And what do you suck at? And you said it was finishing projects. So let's dive right into that. Tell me a little bit about generally what you mean by you suck at finishing projects. So I'm a really creative person. And so whenever I have a new idea for something, whether it be at home or work wise, I dive in head first. I'm researching. I'm buying domains. If it's like a craft project, I'm buying all the projects or all the supplies that are needed for that. And then um, I started, I'm, you know, going all in and I just kind of lose steam and things end up undone. And it drives me nuts because a lot of times, you know, it's the final, you know, quarter mm-hmm. or 25% of a project and I just don't finish it. And is this both, uh, when you talk about you suck at finishing projects, these are both personal and professional projects. Is that right? Or is there a differentiation there? Can you give us an example of one of each specifically over the last couple of weeks or months? Yes. So personal, there's a lot. It's usually craft projects. So right now I'm making this wreath out of felt and you like cut the felt pieces, all these different colors, and you cut them a certain way and then put them on the wreath form. And that's like 60% done. And it's been sitting 60% done on our dining room table for months. My, <laughs> my poor husband, bless him, has not said a word about it because he knows that I'll get like mad. And this wreath was supposed to be, I assume, holiday specific, right? So it was supposed to be, were you trying to get it done for the holidays or you're just deciding, you know what? Wreaths can be good for every holiday. So whichever, whenever I get it done, we're good. Right. It's going to be for the holiday that's right after when I get it done because it's rainbow colored. Okay. So we can make it work for anything. You know, Easter's coming up, so you've got some time. Right. There you go. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. You're good to go. There you go. We could just celebrate it on your birthday. You can have your own birthday wreath. (laughs) Right. There's a rolling. Yeah, it's a rolling deadline. Fantastic. Thank you. So what about uh, professional uh, projects? 
Oh, the worst I'm at is I'll think of ideas for new websites and I'll start them and then never follow through. Like two I'm thinking of is I love nachos and I know you're a fellow food lover. <laughs> Very much um, so. Your passion is is bacon. Mine is nachos. And so I created this <laughs> blog to rate nachos like around the world or like I, love I used it. to travel a lot. I uh-huh. know you did too, like mm-hmm. before COVID. So anywhere I'd go, whether it's in the States or wherever, I would have nachos and I thought I could review them. Like in Ireland, I got nachos that were Doritos as the base and it was life changing. Oh, snap. Right. My goodness. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm going to do that today. There you go. It was so good. And so that's an example of like, I got the domain. I even got the website up. I got a post up, nothing else. Do you want to share the domain or do you want to not want to keep that secret? I think it was um, nachobaby.com. <laughs> I think it's expired now. Love it. So there you go, folks. Your chance to jump on jump on this fantastic money-making ideas. You could be the next uh, uh, .com millionaire if you take advantage of Chelsea's drop ideas here. Yeah. Steal my, uh, my expired domain. <laughs> How about another one? You can think of anything else professionally that you've done recently or maybe it's something that you struggle with on a daily basis. So professionally, what projects that I really struggle with are ones where I I don't have a set deadline by someone else. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, this one thing I'm working on is this report in Data Studio and there's no set deadline for it. So I just work on it when I have the inspiration. Well, you know, I before um, Kyler Patterson, who's someone who used to work at HostGator and I used to know him at Search Engine Journal, he coincidentally works with me now. And so... Um, he helped me learn Data Studio so it wasn't as intimidating. Sure. But um, before that, I just kept putting it off because I was so intimidated by it. And I think I think there's two reasons why I don't finish things. Either I kind of lose steam and it seems um, I just lose interest or I feel intimidated. And what what is the same with both of those is I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like with the wreath project, there's probably like 100 more pieces of felt I have to cut. So that seems overwhelming to me. Like if I jumped into it, it wouldn't be intimidating anymore. But just thinking about that, it would. And the data studio is the same thing. Like once he actually walked me through it, I was like, oh, this is so easy. Like I could do this. But it took literal months of me moving out the deadline, procrastinating, like doing one thing and then thinking I was good for the week. I didn't need to work on it again. Mm -hmm. So I think it comes from feeling overwhelmed, especially if I feel intimidated or am not sure how to finish something. Gotcha. And that, again, that's extremely common. I uh, have been meaning to clean our mudroom up for a long time and uh, I'll just go in there and move like one thing around and consider that done for the day. Yeah. Like you did progress on it. Yeah. There's progress on it. It's all good. Right. I totally get that. I totally get that. What do you think? I, you know, you always hear people, people are great at giving advice, but they're not good at taking it. What would you tell mm-hmm. yourself to maybe better dial in these, this inability to finish projects sometime? You mentioned one really cool uh, takeaway, which is splitting up into smaller tasks. Is this something that you're poor at or something that you're trying to working on improving or how, how do you think that would go? You know, actually, I'm going to tell you advice that maybe you weren't expecting. And I'm going to (laughs) say you need to know when to quit. So the nacho baby thing, I'm like, I just need to drop it. Like, obviously, I don't care enough about it to finish it. Right. Okay. So I just let let the domain, I let it go. Let that ship sail off into the sea. Mm -hmm. Hopefully someone else will take it on. And so I think that's part of it is like knowing 
when it's okay to stop. Like even last this weekend, Mm -hmm. I was looking up how to crochet. I know how to knit, but I don't know how to crochet. So I was going to buy this starter kit and I stopped myself. I'm like, no, you're going to learn how to do a chain, which is just like one straight line of stitches and you're not going to finish it. And so I was honest with myself and just didn't buy the kit. So I want to learn how to do all these things, but I need to also know like, when am I really going to finish it or actually keep up with it versus is this just like a passing interest I have? And I notice on your stream, on your Twitter stream, and, and for those of you on the call, I definitely urge you to follow Kelsey uh, on Twitter. Her, I believe she can be reached at, uh, at Wonderwall7. So that's W-O-N-D-E-R-W-A-L-L-7. That's how you'll find her on Twitter. But she has an incredible, it's fantastic and very funny stream of consciousness ramblings. Thank you. On her Twitter. And I noticed one of those specifically was on your uh, your recent uh, experience in putting together micro toys and kinder eggs. And I know that can be a little frustrating with regards to finishing projects. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh my God, you have no idea. I don't, your kids are probably too old to do the kinder eggs, but that is correct. I have uh, teenagers, and they are at many times much worse than I believe you're still in the toddler toddler right, area, right? Yeah. yeah. My son's almost four, so he likes the Kinder eggs. And in the U.S., it's not like the Europe where the, it's a chocolate egg and there's something in it. I think Kinder eggs were outlawed in the U.S. for a long time because they thought Americans would just eat the toys, which. <laughs> Makes you know, sense. I don't. I don't doubt it. You know. I don't. Would not put it past us. Oh, this is delicious. Oh, that was a little chewy. What was in that? Hey, you didn't say that we can't eat that. That's I'm right. Sue you. So as a res- so now in America, the eggs are like plastic, and one side is like this chocolate filling you can eat, and the other side are these like toys from hell, <laughs> where it's like a little eagle, and there's six six different parts, and I put a picture of it on my Twitter. And you look at it and you're like, oh, I can do this. I don't need the instructions. And it never fits together like you want. And it's like smaller than the palm of your hand. So even if you do figure it out, you know, giving that to a toddler, like an hour later, it's it's broken again. And right. it's just, it is maddening. So with not finishing those, I just pray that he loses interest <laughs> and I don't have to fix them again. Because it, and they, all of them like, for the eagle, the wings move. It's not like you can super glue them together. Right. And that's, I think that that's another thing with like finishing things or not. If I feel frustrated, like I have to think, is it worth my time to keep working on this or should I just like let it go? You know, that, that's <laughs> another like sign to me that I need to maybe let it go. So maybe the next time my son sees a kinder egg at the gas station, I need to point him towards something else and just spare myself. You know, I, I think we should throw your husband under the bus here. What is Harrison doing to help you here with this stuff? Is he not taking over the kinder, the kinder issues? So there was a car. So he got two kinder eggs for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. My fault. My fault. I forgot about the toys. Um, So one was the Eagle and then one was this little truck and I put it together forever and I couldn't figure out the black part. I give it to Harrison to figure it out. It was so rewarding when he could also not figure it out because (laughs) he he has like more of an engineer mind. So I'm like, I'm going to give this to him and he's going to just put it together. Mm -hmm. So when he couldn't, I felt smarter than how I was feeling before because I feel so stupid that I can't put these little things together. I'm like, I got an MBA last year. Like I'm not stupid and I cannot for the life of me can. That's what also makes it so frustrating. It's like, 
when you feel stuck at something, you're like, am I, you start to second guess yourself. Like, am I stupid? Like, why, why is this so hard for me? But it seems easier for other people. So, so when he fails at the kinder eggs as well, honestly, that, that kind of is more helpful than him fixing it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is great. You can fail together, fail upwards. That's what we always say. All good. Yeah. And that's great. Now, besides the micro toys and the kinder eggs, I know that you've also been uh, an advocate of Wordle too. Is that right? You've been a big Wordle player. You have a big, I'm literally like one of only 11 people in the entire United States that has not done Wordle once. I just don't have the time. So let's talk about that because that requires you just to log in every day and do it. Are you finishing that project? No, I don't do Wordle every day. <laughs> I have to be at a good mental place because I get really mad if I don't guess it. Gotcha. Because like my degree was English literature and creative writing at K-State. I like I should get Wordle every time. I mean, I tell myself this. I think that's the other thing is I like set these super high goals for myself that maybe aren't even achievable. Like that's totally reasonable to not get Wordle every day. But for Absolutely me, I'm like, it is. Yeah. I don't even feel like doing it. I'm going to fail. And there's other word games that I hate because I struggle with it, which is so stupid. But like in my brain, I'm like, look, if I can't be good at something, why am I even doing it? Mm-hmm. And that's like not the right perspective to have. But like crossword puzzles don't like it. Word search, I like it. And then like word jumbles, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Wordle is kind of a word jumble. Sure, absolutely. And I know lately, this this episode won't go out for like a month or so, but lately a lot of people have been pissed because Wordle moved to the New York Times. Sure. And they say that the words have been harder. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. And People on Twitter were trying to say, no, that's just confirmation bias. Like, it just seems harder. But there was one word. um, God, what was it? It was like critic. That's six words. But it was like something where you would never use it. Tacit. Mm T-A-C-I-T. That was one. And I got it right. And I could not believe I got that right. But I was thinking, who uses the word tacit in every day? You just don't. (laughs) And And not many people. Right. So, yes, Wordle. Good, good call asking about Wordle because, as you can tell, I'm very fired up about it, and <laughs> I don't do it every day because I think I would just be so mad. Gotcha. I don't get gotcha. it. So I check in with myself in the morning. I'm like, "Am I okay to do a Wordle today?" And some days I'm, I'm okay, and some days I'm like, "Nope, it'll just make me mad." Now, now I do know from uh, from personal experience that most people who don't finished projects tend to have too much that they're trying to get done in a regular day. Is that something that you struggle with? Do you need to dial back responsibilities? Maybe that'll allow you to finish more of these projects and suck less at it. You know, that's a really good question and something I've evaluated like over the last year or so. So for a long time I had, so I did freelance work for like 10 years Mm -hmm. and then I worked full time at a job and I didn't freelance because the job didn't want me to. And I was okay with that. Um, but then I just like got sick of not having more on my plate. Like I, I liked having the variety of freelancing and it. I think it helps me like stay sharp with what's going on in marketing. And sometimes the freelance projects I do, I they use like parts of my experience that I don't use in mm-hmm. my full-time job. And so anyway, all of that to say, I think there's a good balance for me. Like I like having a lot of things on my plate, but they need to be the right things. Sure. So for right now, you know, any freelance clients I have right now, like 
I have them because they're a good fit for me to balance everything else I'm doing. And I, I do have two side projects. Like right now, obviously, this podcast is mm-hmm. a side project yeah. of mine, The Labor of Love. And then the other one is I'm building this app. And I talk about that in the episode before this one that's going to go out. Um, but I I think I'm I'm limiting myself to those two projects right now. So if I have another like big domain idea or something, mm-hmm. I am forcing myself to not opt on it. Well, I'm going to tell you that if it's as it's as, if it's a award winner like uh, like the Nacho site, you need to let me know immediately. Okay, I will I will find someone to take that to fruition for you because okay. Uh, okay. I'm already thinking. Oh man, boy, a site just on grading nachos. I like it. But it, that's a time suck waiting to happen. I know. And it could have been great. Could have been it huge. Could, have could been still great. be huge. There's probably someone on the site, someone watching this right now thinking, oh, no, uh, there's my retirement right here. I'm going to have the, the leading nacho review site in the world. Done. And I have good ideas all the time because mm-hmm. I'm a creative person. And I think it just comes down to knowing which ones like make you excited. Sure. Because I have good ideas all the time, but that doesn't mean I need to act on them. Um, so whenever I do have a new idea, I try to think like, is this going to fit in with what my priorities are now? And is this something I even have bandwidth to tackle? And if I don't, I let myself write it down. Like I have a, a notes, you know, doc with all these ideas and I just let it go because you really have to prioritize. Um, but it's hard. Like when you see something, especially with crafts and things like that, like, I wish I was more crafty or I was like passionate about crafts. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I go down this rabbit hole of the crocheting, like I said, or trying to finish my wreath. But I think that comes back to like what I was saying, like being honest with myself and being like, you know, I just, I may like those things, but I just don't have the bandwidth to have it be this ongoing project. Like maybe I used to go to these um, stitch and bitch sessions. Right. Okay. Where it was like two hours and this lady organized it at a bar and you'd pick a small little, I'm, for those of you listening, it's like I'm holding up my hand to be like a circle, a small size embroidery pattern to pattern. So you'd have two hours to finish it and you were done. And so then like you could talk with your friends and enjoy a beer at the bar like while you're doing your little embroidery. And that was perfect for me. Because mm-hmm. I got to meet, be with my friends, we got to, you know, go out of a drink. And then I had my one project that I finished. So, you know, maybe going forward for like crafts and things, I need to set it where it's like, in one afternoon with friends, or, you know, with my son, it's one project that we planned for a day, instead of me just like feeling inspired and buying a crochet kit online, or right, like right, seeing this idea for a wreath on Pinterest, which is how it's been before. Do you tend to do a lot of things at once where I might finish a little here, finish a little here, finish a little here throughout the day instead of just completing something to fruition and then just moving on to the next thing? So I think before I used to jump around a ton and now I force myself not to do that Mm -hmm. because it just, that just works better. When you have a lot on your plate, you have to prioritize each day and then like, I always, there's a book called Eat That Frog and it's by Brian Tracy and it's really good. But the main point of it is like you eat the frog in the morning, which is like the thing you are not looking forward to the the most. And so you do that first. And so I try to do that and like complete it to fruition, like you said, or I'll set a timer like this data studio project Mm -hmm. I mentioned. Um, I'll make myself for an hour, just work on that. 
and then I'll go on something else. Like instead of keeping it open on my screen and maybe in between meetings, I work on it. That doesn't work for me. Like it never moves forward as much as, as, as it would if I blocked off time or my focus of that day is like two things that I just have to get done. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting because it is different for a lot of people. I tend to have a lot of irons in the fire throughout the day, but I, you know, you're aware that I basically do hundred percent site auditing. So I usually try to right. finish an audit. I'll pull, I'll be pulling data on one audit and while that's running, I'll be finishing or writing up the findings from another audit. So usually that's how it'll work for me. So I can at least compete complete completely one or two audits a day. And then I'll, while, while this is all happening, then I'll, I'll set an alarm and I'll, you know, get up and move around the house a little bit, or I'll go out in the garage and get on the rower a little bit, or in many cases, it's just me returning emails. So I, I totally get that. It would be, I would like to say I can just sit there, do one thing and then move on to another thing, but it's usually impossible. As you're aware, when you're an individual consultant working for yourself, it's, it is you and you're wearing a ton of different hats every day. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if you struggled with this, but I feel like as a creative person or, you know, as a consultant who's self-employed, you tend to super focus on one thing and then you forget to take breaks or you forget to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, And that'll still happen to me now where I realize I haven't got up for like three hours and my Apple watch is, you know, begging me to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. My Fitbit is actually, my Fitbit has actually asked if I was still alive multiple times (laughs) during the day. So I get, I totally get that. That's, it is something to struggle with. I, I am very a sedentary guy. And so, you know, you have to really get up and move around. And uh, yeah, you're, you've hit the nail on the head there for sure. Yeah. So I think being more active, like taking more breaks actually helps me finish things more because that mental, if I don't take mental breaks, I'm way more likely to burn myself out for the day. And then I can't finish as much um, is something I've kind of learned. So that's definitely a work in progress for me is mm-hmm. to like be proactive about taking breaks. Cause I'm actually more productive when I take more breaks, <laughs> surprisingly. And that's a, that's extremely good advice. So kind of to kind of as a wrap up here, why don't you spend just a couple of minutes? We know again, Kelsey Jones sucks at finishing projects, but we know that she sucks substantially less now because you've self-identified that that's a problem. So what active steps are you taking? What would you recommend to other users listening today? Oh, man. I think owning your reality instead of wishing that you are someone you're not. So wishing like instead of wishing that I was a more crafty person who finished craft projects, just acknowledging that I'm not being realistic about deadlines and what you can complete as like a normal human person who has a life. Like, um, you know, I read online, there is an article about how Um, you know, when the 40 hour work week was designed, it was built for, you know, working men Mm -hmm. who had someone at home to take care of everything else. And now in this day and age, especially with parents, you know, both parents are working, like, that's just not sustainable for you to expect to have like, all your house stuff done, work full time, have your family plus have these side projects or like passion projects or hobbies that you want to do. So I think it's definitely a balancing act. And I know that's really cliche. But I think at any given time, like whether that's even daily or weekly, um, or even more like hourly, like depending on how you have to make it like think about what's my one focus for the day for the day or the hour or whatever. And I'm just going to focus on that and then move on to like something else. And all the areas of your life need to are constantly in flux. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to be the best 
partner and the best mother and the best employee at the same time. I think it's it's constantly redistributing what you're focusing on, but you also need to make yourself a priority. I think nowadays we, especially in America, we tend to frown on like passion projects or hobbies or doing things just because you enjoy it. And so I definitely don't want myself to lose that or anybody listening to lose that just because you can't finish it. You know, I, if I enjoy doing the wreath, then maybe the enjoyment is like, can be finishing for me. Like the act of doing it itself is enjoyable. So maybe I shouldn't focus so much on the fact that it's not done yet, but instead think about, well, it was really relaxing. You know, the time I take, I, the, the 10 minutes I took to, to work on my wreath today. Um, so that's something else that I think really helps is like if the experience and what you're learning or what you're doing is helpful to you in some way, either mentally or like furthers your experience, then it's worth doing, even though it might not ever get finished. Very, very well said. And on that note, I'd like to again thank Kelsey Jones for interviewing, allowing me to interview her on this episode of Story Shout. You all know Kelsey. You can follow her online again on Twitter. Also check her out on her site, sixstories.com. And as a fellow Kansan, it's always great to talk to you, Kelsey. And I really hope that we can actually get together sometime soon, preferably in a warm climate, drinking margaritas. So that's our goal here. So on that note, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you again soon. Thank you. And thank you, Casey. Thank you for listening to the Story Shout Podcast. Don't forget to review us on iTunes and connect with us on social media at Story Shout or online at storyshout.co. Until next time, stay normal.